What is up, everyone? Welcome to episode two of the Set the Bar podcast. I'm your host, Ben Todd, and on today's show, we're talking about some strategies that you can implement to become more valuable in the workplace. Now, it's a fact of life. We all need to work. We all need careers. We all need to sustain ourselves and our families. But we also probably want promotions and raises along with that, too. Am I right? Well, generally speaking, in order for those to occur, you have to be providing value to your organization. Generally, promotions and raises don't just fall out of the sky into your lap, unless you have some really extravagant circumstances going on. But for the most part, you need to become valuable in your organization to get a raise or a promotion. So today we're covering some strategies that you can implement right now in your current company or in future companies to make that a reality. So with that, let's get into it. And we're back. Thanks for tuning in to this week's show. Today we're going to be discussing some strategies for how you can become more valuable in the workplace. Now, chances are you probably work for a company or for some other person. Um, I know that entrepreneurship has been a concept that has really taken off over the last probably five to 10 years or so. Um, But for the most part, most people still traditionally work for some kind of company or some kind of other person other than themselves. And chances are you probably work with other people while in this company. So how are you going to set yourself apart from those other people, right? Because I'm guessing that you would probably like to get a raise or get a promotion at some point in your career. Um, And if you don't, that's a separate conversation for a different time. Um, But how are you going to separate yourself out from all of your other colleagues who are doing the same job as you? Well, that's what I'm here to talk to you about today. I've had the fortunate ability to work in many different industries across my life. Um, You know, once I got out of the military, uh, I worked in logistics. I've done some retail. I've done some service industry with serving and bartending. And now most recently in my current role in the professional field in IT. So across all those industries, across all those different jobs, um, I've consistently been able to set myself apart from all of my coworkers by doing three rather simple things that I'm going to share with you guys today. Um, In my opinion, when it comes to the workplace, true work ethic isn't found very often these days. Uh, I feel like a lot of people are entitled to the positions that they have. They're entitled to raises and promotions without really deserving them or without really doing anything to get them other than just their job. Right. When you go into a company and, you know, you're handed the job description when you first start or maybe when you're interviewing, those are the minimum requirements for that specific job. That's that's it. That's the minimum. So in order for you to do more and to set yourself apart, you have to go above and beyond just the minimum. You have to do more than the minimum. And uh, so today we're going to be talking about how you can add some value to your company um, with some three quick tips and uh, let's get into it. All right. Number one. And uh, I believe this one to be the most important. So we're, uh, we're coming out of the gate with some fire. Number one is take initiative. Now take initiative. What does that even mean? Well, it means a lot of different things, but in summary, what I can tell you is that when you see something or notice something that needs to be done, instead of waiting around for somebody else to do it or pretending that you don't see it, Just do it. Take care of it. Get it done. 
Trust me, your management team will notice. So what are some examples of this? Well, let's say the garbage needs to be taken out, right? Um, everybody likes to, to throw all the garbage in the, in the kitchen garbage and, and neglect that it's there. Um, if the garbage is overflowing, just take the trash out. Is it really going to kill you to take the trash out? Um, you know, if you see your coworker, maybe one of your coworkers is, is loading some, some equipment or some gear, um, into, you know, a cart and, uh, you know, you notice them struggling, just go help them, you know, just, just be a nice, genuine person and go help them. Or, you know, if you notice some, some, some papers on the ground or some, some things in your, in your supply closet that need to be organized, just, just organize them, you know, just take initiative. Your management team will notice it'll set yourself apart. And honestly, you'll feel better after that, knowing that you've helped contribute something good um, to your company. Now, I caveat this by saying you should only begin taking on extra tasks once you have become proficient and you've successfully learned your specific job. If you're coming into an organization and you don't know how they operate, you don't know much about their processes, you might know the job, you know, you might have done the job in the past, but you don't know how this specific company operates. Make sure you get comfortable with how you in your specific position is supposed to function, right? You don't want to be coming in there and charging in and, and doing all this crazy stuff when you haven't even established yourself in the company yet. So wait to get established, take care of your business, make sure that you are good to go on your specific job. And then from there, you can begin to take on additional tasks. Now, once you feel like you are knowledgeable about your specific job, once you feel like you have a handle on it, once you feel comfortable in that specific role, here is a very simple thing that you can do to add value instantly. Go to your boss, your immediate supervisor, and say, hey, what do you need help with? What, what can I do to support you? What can I do to, to assist you? And they'll probably look at you with some kind of inquisitive look, um, but then they will most likely give you a task to accomplish. Now, this task is not going to be um, anything earth-shattering. Um, it's probably going to be a pretty simple and semi-meaningless task. Um, however, it's a test, and, and I can assure you that it's a test. So what I want you to do is I want you to take that task, and I want you to execute on it to the best of your ability. No matter what it is, if you're organizing the supply closet, organize the supply closet the best you can. If you're unloading some material from your boss's car, unload that stuff, get it back up, organize it, you know, and be careful with it. Um, no matter what the task is, do it to the best of your ability. And I have a story for you guys real quick. When I first joined the military, um, I had been in the Air Force for about a year. Um, I was at my first duty station out in South Korea. We had a, uh, in our first week, we had all these different meetings and, and briefings we had to attend. And the, uh, the chief master sergeant of the base, he was the, uh, the wing um, chief master sergeant. He came and spoke to us and he told us a story about when he had first joined the Air Force back in the, uh, in, I believe it was the early 90s. Um, he was waiting on his security clearance to go through and for six months he was cleaning toilets. And uh, he said to us, he's like, man, I didn't join the military to clean toilets. Like that wasn't my job. I'm an intelligence analyst. Like I'm not a toilet cleaner. But he was mentored by... Um, somebody higher than him. I think he, I believe he was also a chief master sergeant at the time. 
And he said, you know what? I know you don't want to clean these toilets, but this is what you're doing for now. So I want you to be the best damn toilet cleaner there is. And he's like, you know what? That's a great mentality. So for those six months, he was the best damn toilet cleaner there was. And, uh, and that was the mentality he carried with him for his whole career in the military. So I take, I took that story. I was 20 years old at the time. I took that story and I tried to implement it to everything that I do in my life. No matter what task I'm given, even if it's something that I really don't want to be doing, I do it everything to the best of my ability. And I promise that you'll get recognized that way. So anyway, going back to your boss, once you've accomplished that task that they've given you, uh, go back and ask them what else you can do. Now, you don't want to be doing this every five minutes. You know, you want to at least make sure that, you know, you give your boss time to take care of the things that they need to do because obviously they're you know, responsible for running whatever particular department or, you know, whatever division of the company. So you don't want to keep bothering them with, with asking for, for things to do. And you also want to make sure that you still stay current and stay up with your tasks of your actual job, right? You don't want to be spending too much time doing other tasks that you start to neglect the tasks of the job that you were hired to do, right? So it's a balancing act. Make sure that you stay current, um, stay ahead of the work that you are supposed to be doing before you start asking for additional work. But point being, if you continuously you know, speak to your supervisors about what more you can be doing to support them, what more you can be doing to help them, they can't not take notice of that because there's probably not going to be many people in your organization that are consistently going above and beyond to ask the supervisors what more they can be doing to help the company. So not only will that help the company in the long run, but that will also help you and your chances of promotion and raises. All right, number two, and I really like this one. This is teach other people. Now, when you become proficient at your job, begin to teach and mentor other people, whether that's people directly in your department, um, some new hires to the company, or other people in other departments that are looking to cross-train. If you can teach the material to other people, you'll not only validate to yourself that you know the material, but you'll validate to your management team that you know what you're talking about. Now, unless you're just an expert at bullshitting people, um, but for the most part, I would say if you're teaching some material, that means you know something about it. So teaching people is a great way to elevate yourself above the rest of, of your staff. Teaching others is a great way to free up your management team to focus on their roles as managers and leaders and drive the business forward. Now, granted, if you have a new hire to your company or in your department, you know, chances are your managers will be initially working with them pretty regularly, having them fill out paperwork, you know, having them do some initial tasks to get them familiar with how the business operates and, and how, you know, their particular part of the puzzle fits together. But, you know, once they kind of get set off on their own a little bit and, and, you know, you see your management team tied down with some things, try to go help them out. Try to, you know, teach them a few things take that off of the manager's plate because, you know, they've got a lot of other things that they need to be doing from a leadership perspective. Granted, it's in sort of in their role to also teach the the new folks. But if you can take that off their plate, that will free them up to, again, like I said, drive the business forward and focus on other things that they need to do from a leadership perspective. Teaching will also allow you to build closer relationships with the people that you work with. Um, which will be great because you'll become more trusted within your organization. You'll 
build friendships, you'll build camaraderie with, you know, the people that you work with, because obviously you guys are on the same level, right? You're doing the same jobs. Um, you know, you might not be paid equally, you know, depending upon experience and length of time that you've been in the company and, and so on, but at least you guys are doing the same job. And so with that, you guys will build a camaraderie because you guys will be working together. You guys will be in the trenches together and you'll be, you know, kind of left to do the actual work and the managers will, you know, they'll go out and they'll, and they'll do the things that they need to do. So, um, Teaching is a great way to provide value and, uh, you know, set yourself apart because not many people are able to teach concepts. Many people can do jobs and, and do jobs well, but it's once you start teaching the job, that's when you set yourself apart. All right, number three, and this one is the most difficult for me personally, but look for ways to improve processes and make the business more efficient. Now, in any business, you're going to have inefficiencies, you're going to have things that can be done better, you're going to have areas that the business can improve, right? And I think a lot of people, you know, you hear the proverbial water cooler um, complainers where they walk around and they say, man, like, this could be better, or this could be done better, or I really wish the company would do this instead of this, Um, complaining is not doing anything productive to help resolve that situation, right? So if you recognize that there's a problem in your company, if you recognize that there's an inefficiency, if you recognize that something can be done better, not only bring it to your manager's attention, but have a solution ready for them to suggest. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to take that suggestion and implement it. But if you are showing that you have the initiative to think of a solution to a problem instead of just going to them with the problem and expecting them, you know, throwing their lap and expecting them to come up with a, with a solution to it. If you suggest something for this particular problem, some resolution for it, like I said, they might not take it. They may, or may, they may not, but point being you're going to them and you're trying to help right? You are not just throwing more things in their lap and say, hey, here, figure it out. Um, If you can go to them and have a solution ready to go, say, hey, I think this is what the problem is. And I think we can do this, this, and this to make it better. That will significantly increase your value. Your managers will now look to you to help assist them from a leadership perspective. And they may even come to you with problems that they recognize from a top level perspective to get your input on what you think should be done to resolve those problems. So there you have it, guys. Three quick and simple strategies for you to become more valuable in the workplace. Now, I also want to add that just because you start to implement these strategies does not mean that you will get promoted or a raise in a week or in two weeks or in a month. You know, this is going to take some consistent work over a period of time for this to really pay off for you. So you will have to put in a time investment into this for you to see a reward in the end. But that's what we're about. We are about the long game and not the short game. And as always, guys, if you enjoyed the show today, if it taught you something, if it brought you some value, if it made you think, go ahead and share the show. You know, I do this to try to help people. I do this because I want everyone to succeed and to be the best version of themselves that they can be. 
Um, so please share the show. And uh, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, uh, be sure to leave me a five-star rating if uh, you know you deem that I deserve it. Um, anyway, guys, that does it for episode two of the Set the Bar podcast. I'll see you all next time.